Welcome to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung, and class is now in session. July 18th. I am recording this on July 18th, Sunday. I just got back from Portland, which is a very fun trip. It was also very stressful, but overall it was like a wonderful experience and I'm glad I did it. I was really stressed out about the Tuesday show that I held at Kelly's Olympian and um I just was anxious the whole time. I was like, are people going to show up? Like, it's just so much pressure when you're producing your own show because the ticket sales are on you. And I didn't want to let down my other um, comics in the lineup who are really wonderful. And I kind of went above and beyond. Like I went a little excessive. Like I printed out 500 postcards which is very heavy, but I carried that in my luggage and I brought it to Portland and I was barking all over downtown. Every single seat was full and the people told me that they found out through like Facebook or Instagram. Barking downtown and like handing out flyers and postcards is like, it's completely a demoralizing experience. It's heartbreaking. It makes you feel worthless it makes you feel like a bum. You know, I would just go up to people like we're standing in like the lunch cart line and I would be like, Hey, can I invite you to a comedy show? And they would be like, no, thanks. And at a certain point after you hear that, you just get pissed off. So I was just like, um, why you don't like comedy? And some of them would be like, haha, okay. And they will take a flyer, but others, they'll just literally be like, what are you joking? Is that a bit? And it was just like, just take it, you know, like this one lady, when I was offering it to her, I was like, hi, can I, uh, can I give you a flyer? And she goes, why? What do I have to do with it? (laughs) It's like that, that flyer is yours. You keep it. That's for you. You can wipe your ass with it. You could wipe off your son's cum with it. Whatever it is that you need to do or want to do. I don't care. It's just a flyer. You know, you could just take it. I don't know why people are so resistant towards accepting a piece of paper. Like the flyer wasn't obscene. It was beautiful. It was red. It was colorful. It had my face on it. It had the other comics faces on it. It had the date and time, the address of the venue. It was just like a really nice flyer. And I don't know why people were just like, fuck this flyer. Go fuck yourself. You know, downtown Portland has also gotten really awful. You know, it's gotten really disgusting and, you know, the homelessness is is just rampant there. It's gotten far worse after the pandemic. And that's been the case all over the cities, you know, like even in L.A., homelessness fucking went got ridiculous during the pandemic. So, you know, all I learned from it is that, like, I don't need to bust my ass and break my back and continue to be locked in a cycle of struggle in order to feel like I'm working. I am working all the time at all times. Like I don't need to overdo anything. 
you know it doesn't mean that i'm choosing a lazy path it just means i'm choosing a path of ease now i want to give up this this belief in the struggle i don't believe in it anymore i don't buy it anymore it's an immigrant mentality, you know, like Asian immigrants, like the reason why white people are always saying like, oh, Asians are such hard workers is because Asians, Asian immigrants just believe that if they're constantly busting their ass working, that everything's going to work out. But the fact is, it hasn't worked out for a lot of us. The majority of us, it hasn't worked out. It hasn't worked out for my parents. You know, they went bankrupt. They lost their house. Uh, my mom got a new job at the age of, you know, 59. All right. She got a new job as a fucking employee at Wegmans in New York. You know, like that was a, a struggle for me. Like on the one hand, I'm proud of her. I'm proud of her because, you know, when their business went bankrupt in 2008, like I was really disappointed in watching my mom just remain stagnant and, um not really make any moves even though she was able-bodied and a you know has had a citizenship at that point and she could work like i was just really disappointed in seeing her kind of be afraid and not make moves but she worked it out she gained experience by working at the javits center like with this like pokey bowl business thing and selling kimchi and doing her thing and Wegmans hired her you know I'm sure she's like the youngest I mean the oldest employee there she said at orientation there were all these teenagers you know like doing summer job orientation and she's this old woman and you know it breaks my heart that she needs to do that but I also know that she does need to do that she needs to do that in order to have a sense of purpose in order to gain experience. I know that she enjoys working. I know that she likes working. And I need to celebrate that joy rather than feel this control freak innate thing that all the Korean kids feel whenever they see their mother's work. They feel this immense sense of guilt and pain, but that's what my mom needs to do. So I'm letting that go and I'm, you know, proud of her and I support her. And um, it was her birthday on uh, July 6th. So I sent her a small gift. I bought her this coach bag that I thought was cute. And I sent it to her. And she appreciated it. I went to my massage therapist on Friday. And my masseuse was just like, your body is like a different person's body. She was like, all these knots and tensions that you had in your back are mostly gone she's like you're a lot more flexible you seem to have lost weight you seem lighter and the fact is like i haven't been trying to lose weight like i still eat cookies <laughs> still buy snacks and uh i'm not really exercising or dieting it's just that um i've been meditating about two three times a day now like i expanded my meditation routine i'm doing eft which is a form of like, it's a form of trauma therapy, I guess. I've, I've been doing that. And I think that's been radically transformative. I've also been having more episodes of Deja Rev. It happened to me twice, once last week, and again, this past week in Portland. And I don't know, like, right now, I'm at a point where I'm just like, okay, this is like, cool 
shit that I'm seeing. You know, this is like a cool gift that I have where like my dreams and my future kind of align at times. And it's just like this kind of coincidence event. And it's like cool for me to experience it and see it. You know, like I don't consider myself a prophet. I don't consider myself a psychic, but I'm having these cool moments and it's just like cool shit that I get to see. It's an awesome ride. So that's where I'm at with it. Even though my therapist thinks that maybe I'm not fully understanding this ability yet. Like she thinks that maybe I have more to it and I'm, I, I should probably get to learn it and understand it better. And it's something that's not unique to me. It's you. It's unique to every individual. Like I think all human beings have this innate ability to be in tune with their environment, with this universe, and with themselves and their minds. It's just that a lot of us try to repress it or have suppressed it because authority figures in our lives told us to, and our institutions, which are our continued authority figures, they also continue to oppress and suppress these things. By institutions, I mean like universities, um, Hollywood, the hospital, um, our government, you know, by authority figures, I guess, like teachers, parents, you know, people who don't let us thrive and be ourselves, like our true authentic selves. Like, I mean, those figures and yeah, like I, all of us kind of have it to an extent. So it's just a matter of finding it and tapping into it and getting to know it, like acquainting it. Right. And I don't know why, but like about three people told me this past week that I should start my own business. I don't know why they're saying that. I don't have a business per se. Like I don't have a business plan in mind. I don't have any desire to start a business because I'm not fiscally motivated and I hate the logistics of businesses. So I don't want to do it. <laughs> but maybe that's also just an excuse for fears that I have. Um, all of this is still a continuation of my analysis of the Cho show. And I mean, I hope some of you guys have seen it. I hope all of you guys have seen it and watched it. It's an experience. I was talking to three of my Korean American comedian friends about it last night. And, you know, I appreciated how their responses were all very diverse and different. Like one of them was all about it. The other one was like, couldn't care less and then another one was like i get it but i also see how david like david chose this sort of toxic masculinist way of speaking and having these moments of rage are so familiar to them and they were like i don't think i can you know like it was triggering they were like this is very triggering for me to hear this kind of voice and this kind of um way of delivery and I understood that fully. Like I have, I have also felt that trigger too. But it's like, since I see like what he is about and who he is, and I see the core of him and I identify with it so closely, like I can kind of turn away from that kind of toxic masculinist way of talking. And I hear the other dimensions of his delivery. 
So I'm still into that. I was also thinking how like I really appreciate David Cho's love for the color pink. <laughs> he uses pink a lot, which I really love. And he uses like a particular kind of pink that I love. He uses like a blush pink, like a rosy blush pink. And that's like one of my favorite colors. And uh, I've been also illustrating a lot. Like it's been a deep form of meditation for me. I'll draw at least one picture a day. And that's been awesome. Like I've been loving that. When I was in Portland and I was stressed out about the show and I felt like I didn't know what to do with all this anxiety that was pent up in me. Um, while I was barking downtown, there was a Blick nearby. So I stepped into the Blick. I got a small notebook, like a small sketchbook that I, is portable. And I got one marker and I got like Craypaws. They were selling a tiny portable thing of Craypaws for $2.99. I was like, that's awesome. So I got that and I just went to town with it. And it's, that was a lot of fun. So if you guys ever feel stressed out or feel like, you, you don't know what to do, I really strongly recommend just drawing, just taking out a paper and pen or a pencil or crayons or whatever, and just like having fun with it and just drawing shit. Don't feel pressure. Like sometimes like when I have this blank page, I feel this pressure, like where do I need to start? But I just start. And then once I start and get going, there's momentum and all these different things come out and it's like so fun. So really nurture your inner child and you know, give that to her. I continue my conversation with Berlin stand-up comic Julieta de Geze. It's a, it's the same session that we recorded. So I broke it up into two uh, episodes because it was a very long session. And um, I was just texting Julieta like right before I came in to record this. So um, she's doing well. She got vaccinated finally. You know, Germany's finally like giving out the vaccines um so i'm glad that she's healthy and doing well and yeah let's continue our discussion with julieta no i i actually did have like um some how do i say like sexual tension experience well i think i texted you and told you about it and you're like wait that's it but like <laughs> i need to i need to give you the full picture I if i could no way, because you were saying something very like, like you were 12, basically. I, I think someone touched my elbow. Yeah, I like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was, it was like a 12-year-old like experience, but what's wrong with that? Like, wasn't it the most intense when you were like a teenager and you weren't exposed to everything and you didn't experience everything and like the slightest touch would like send these like euphoric vibrations all over you like that's i feel i'm getting back to that it's all cerebral and that's all i need like um i was having dinner with this guy i i had sex with him once in the past but like he and i knew that this was like we're better as friends and we will never ever have sex again was was the sex good no it wasn't oh. um oh. because we're better <laughs> as friends we're better as friends okay. like i love talking to him Anyway, we were having dinner. It was good. And then after dinner, because neither of us drink anymore, we, we were like oh. bored. So we went and got ice cream. And then after ice cream, I was like, I'm still bored, but I want to hang out with you. Like, what should we do? And then we we're like, oh, let's go shoot pool. So while we're shooting pool, what? he... What he, is shooting pool? 
billiards you know with the balls on the uh, table pull, pull. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he came over and he, he kind of put his hand on my back and he was like can you excuse me a little bit and i was like oh my god <laughs> like <laughs> because like there was all this tension building up during dinner and ice cream and then the walk over to the pool hall but there was no actual like touching really you know like huh. there, there's all this cerebral chemistry and tension and we're interested in what we're in each other and what each other's saying and we like each other and what we're about but like we know that there is this barrier that we're just not going to go past and despite mm. that we're into it we're both into it and like i feel it he feels that we're not going to name it and it's like all this build up and then like the slight touch and i'm like i'm good for like the next like <laughs> six months like i don't need anything else like i am so good so nice so like Uh, that's my kink right now i haven't had sex since i tell you why are you marketing your fucking calendar i put it on the wall like little oh my god wait when did i have my surgery Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh how are you recovering Oh, yeah, everything's fine. Everything's good down there. I could use it if I wanted to, but I, I need to get this shot. Yeah. So before I get the shot, I don't want to have sex. Yeah. So uh, it's been uh, a ma- a more than a month. <laughs> you know, and I'm uh, back doing sports, so that <laughs> so that takes a bit of an edge. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because like I was so I, I told the guy that I, I sometimes I see that I'm not going to have any sex until I get the shot and that will be in like early August blah 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 and then he's like okay <laughs> then after like we we hang out but then like I stay over but of course nothing happened and like uh, the next day we went to the lake and it was super nice and yeah, everything that sounds very intimate yeah and then he's like oh why are you so cold to me? <laughs> and I was like, well, let me explain. So if I start touching you, I would like to have sex. And I cannot do that, so I'm trying not to touch you. <laughs> right. And how did he take And then that? he's like, he's like, oh, I understand it, but I don't. <laughs> like, it's so funny, because he's, he's always says, like, I understand that you cannot, but why don't you do this? And I was like, well, Is he German? <laughs> no, he's British. But it's funny that... Oh, uh, God. But it's funny because British are like a bit colder, you know, than yeah, usual. far more. Yeah. Yeah, but it's funny. I, like I, when I meet some guy that I, I I'm physical with, I always take a long time until I get like adjust and I can I can actually touch them. Yeah. It's it's weird. Like I always giggle a lot and blah blah blah, and I'm like nice, but I, it takes me a long time. And then he's like, like thirty minutes, <laughs> like forever. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not like right away. Well, some people are right away like affectionate, and oh, I can even I though see. I had sex with them, uh-huh. it I cannot be affectionate right away. I understand. Got it. Okay. Wow, you're very much like a man like that. I, am I? That's a very masculine thing. Yeah, like men think sex is just sex, and they think intimate touching is something different. But like, I'm like, uh, sex is very intimate. You're inside each other. Yes. Well, yeah. I feel like I. I don't I, separate th- them se- though. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I do it, but anyway. You do it because um, men do it. Oh. You think I'm just just a little man inside? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you're a little man. <laughs> There's a little man you're inside a little of man. me. <laughs> <laughs> Only the little man. 
Oh, that should be my Netflix special. <laughs> oh, that would be so cute. I have I fantasized about my Netflix special title yesterday. <laughs> what is what is going to be like? I'm a bitch, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. No, but um I w- if I were to name it, I want to name it Nuna which means big sister in Korean but it's like how men address women big sister nuna how badass is that oh wow i know i did, uh, i i was like um doing the park uh comedy mic of like pascal who pascal mike pascal pascal no 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 i did the comedy open mic of pascal of pa- pascal of pascal pascal, pascal. Is he French? No, it's like the Korean guy. <laughs> awesome <laughs> Korean guy. <laughs> oh my god! Pascal Hasperger! Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can now! I know him, yes. <laughs> oh my god, how yeah. is he? <laughs> Such it's a funny. bitch. He's like, he, he, he's like has a lot of facial hair going on right now. <gasps> oh, good um, for him. He's trying to be yeah. more mask. Good for him. Yeah, I didn't know that that was possible. And, <laughs> and <laughs> I know, because he's like 11. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And then I got there, and then it, Simon, it was is his his partner in the mic, and then, okay. uh, yeah, he's super nice. He's like a, a Spanish sweet guy and whatever. Um, and then he's they were like, oh, we saw that in social media. You were in Argentina recently, and I was like, yeah, my dad died. <laughs> <laughs> How did they take it? And they were like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, and then Pascal was like, my dad died with a heart attack and I had to do CPR on him. Oh my and God. I was like, oh my God. I was like, you win. Like, yeah, he <laughs> fucking won that. Jesus. <laughs> yes. Oh, and wow. I was like, did it? Yeah. And then he told me that he did CPR on some other guy and didn't work out because he had like a huge like uh, sausage like on the. On he was choking. Tr- he was choking and blah, blah, blah. And then they couldn't figure out. And then when the doctor came, he took out the sausage from the... And I was like, wow, you're not really good at CPR. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> not. You're supposed to sweep the mouth. I learned that in middle school. You're supposed to sweep the mouth. I really? Yeah, with your fingers to make sure there's nothing blocking the, the oh. tracheal, whatever. Yeah, Ugh. I did CPR and then the, the teacher was like, no one that you do CPR is going to leave. Yeah, unless they're <laughs> so, like a baby. You know, somebody yeah. really smart. I was like, <laughs> she's like, do it harder. I was like, <laughs> God, even that noise sounds like bed brains creaking. It's awful. Um, How was the show, yeah, though? So that was fun. I was like very full. Uh, the thing is, I'm not, I was super uncomfortable. I'm, I'm very uncomfortable right now doing comedy. Okay. Uh, I'm getting used to people looking at me. I'm like, I was in a room for like a year or something yeah. <laughs> I, I was the only one looking at myself so uh, it's it's weird and then you're like okay let's improvise a little bit blah 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 and i was like oh no i improvise being racist <laughs> i don't right. know how i did that yeah. <laughs> and i was i was like whoops um yeah so it's not being like uh super fun i've been like what am i doing this i need to like be better blah 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 um, but I have a show on Friday that I'm really looking forward to, but I have to be like... Is it Shani Moffat's show? Yeah. I love her. You're going yeah, to do great. She's, yeah, but she's going to put me first, so I'm like, fuck, first? 
without a break and people you getting can drunk. do it like Huli, yeah. you hosted so many times always walked in cold you're gonna be fine you know exactly yeah. what to do you yeah do. but sometimes i feel like i'm like why am i <laughs> like so when i do things i'm like is this the first time i'm doing this i should know better <laughs> but anyway yeah uh, that's anxiety talking. it's all in there uh, you see it's anxiety my, ther- my therapist was right she was right but it's anxiety but you know like anxiety is just like the the clouds that like you know cloud your vision they're not real yeah how are you writing new jokes because i kind of want to yeah. like change the direction of like i want to talk about grief i think it's a bit soon to talk about grief or whatever okay. but like as a i don't know i want to it's funny, like, I, I tried to do a, sh- a joke, like, uh, on the park, and I was like, yeah, so my dad died, and I want to talk about grief, because no one talks about grief, really, and I want to do that, uh-huh. but I'm not, I don't know how to do it, so I want to do it. You don't, you <laughs> don't have to just... say, I don't think you have to say all the explan- explanation stuff. I don't think you have to say, yeah, mm-hmm. no one talks about grief, but I want to talk about grief. Like, then it's like, that's not a setup. That's a setup for a sad story. <laughs> Okay. What you said in response to what Pascal was asking you, like, oh, you were in Argentina, like, you know, like that could be a great opening. It's like, you know, my friend was asking me like about my trip to Argentina. He's like, oh, you were in Argentina. Like, how was it? I was like, it was great. My dad died. You know, like, I mean, I thought that was funny. That's really funny. Okay. You know, that's a great way to start. And then you could go into it and like, just go straight into it. Hmm. But like, you know, I, I would just ask like, what is it that you want to say about grief? You know, like maybe make a um, bullet point list. What is it that you want to say? Uh, yeah, yeah, grief. Um, uh, what do I want to say? Hmm. That is grief. Is sure. grief all sadness? Mm. You know, because like you were grieving, but you you know you also had some really lovely moments in Argentina, didn't you? What? Uh, you were sucking yes. a lot of dick in Argentina? Those yeah, were your I beautiful moments. I'm like, do you have beautiful <laughs> moments that you're like sucking dick? I'm like, oh my no, God. No, actually, no. The beautiful were my uh, brother and sister. Like, my sister every night, she's so cute. She was like, uh, she was like sitting. I mean, she's a bit taller than me. Yeah. Um, so she's not like, it's not like you could see her and be like, oh, it's cute, like, holy. She's like a grown woman. And <laughs> just like, she was sitting on the, like a, a bed that was a bit lower. And she would like look at me and she's like, it's rum time. <laughs> so we did like rum drinks. <laughs> That's sweet. And it was like, and I was like, it's 7 p.m. But okay. <laughs> to this. And then she would be like, had like a little straw and be like. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, could you like not drink so fast? And yeah. just, uh, that was really cute. Like to live with my sister because I always wanted to live with her um, when I was younger. And um, why? when I uh, approached it. I don't know. I just wanted to always be like, she's five years uh, older yeah, than me. And when her. I was like 20 something, I was like, hey, can we live together? Like, yeah. just like get an apartment and live together. And she was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny story too. be like, I know I always looked up to my older sister who's five years older than I am. And when I was 20, I asked her, I was like, what's your sister's name? Um, soul, son, soul. Let's say, be like soul. I, yeah. I, like I would love to live with you. Can we live together? And she was like, no. <laughs> you know, and then maybe document the aftermath of how you felt or like what she did after. And then she went to, 
and then she what and then she ate a banana or like something like that just shows how much she doesn't care about <laughs> your feelings and the impact of that moment it's like she doesn't even remember it doesn't even matter to her that was just a blip in her day but for me it was like a massive chunk of my 20s <laughs> like it took me yeah, nine like, years so to get sad. over that no <laughs> It could have been so much fun. I had to suck a lot and of dick to like get over that one no. It turns yeah, out I just wanted to suck my sister's dick this whole time, you know? Oh my god. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. <laughs> it's not for everyone. Yeah. I, it, you know, it's funny, with, right now she's like, you want to come to America <laughs> and live with me? Oh. And I'm like, oh, now you want to live with me? That's funny too. I, now you want me to go to the shitty country? <laughs> That's Yeah, the shitty country. That's all of that is funny. <laughs> Yeah, now that she has a kid, okay. she, she has children, right? Yeah. Now that she has kids and a husband, she's like, oh, you want to come live with me in fucking Minnesota? <laughs> Where it's colder yeah. than Berlin. So cold that the Germans move there, you know? Hmm. That's the truth. You know, there are a lot of Germans in Minnesota, yeah? Really? Yes, a lot of Germans move to Minnesota. <laughs> and they may, like, open up a bunch of bakeries. <laughs> Well, that makes sense. Yeah. They always are like, there's no bread here. <laughs> this is France. <laughs> there's a lot of bread. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I will do that. Like, when she gets the citizenship, I will maybe go there for a couple of years. Like, I think it would do be Do it. Nice. I think it would be great for you. Because I think you have, like, a lot of, um, like, energy and, like, spirit in you. But Berlin oh. is small. And... I feel like I, I want you to level up. I want you to level up and rise up, you know, to meet where you're at, which is like you're you're at a higher level, you know, like fulfill that. It's, oh, thanks. That's very sweet. Is it uh, I was when you were saying I was like, it's still like Jeopardy. It's still like going on Jeopardy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would like to be a, a Jeopardy guest. <laughs> like one of those. I'm like, like telling cubes. you to level up and you're like. Is Jeopardy still a thing now that Alex Trebek is dead? Can I be a oh, no, contestant? Oh, on... no. You're like, what is Fulbright? Oh, I could be the next Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek's I dead. I could be the next Alex Trebek. Yeah, you. Yeah, Minnesota will be good for you. Yeah, maybe <laughs> going to New York or LA will be too fast. Like, yeah, Minnesota's good. That's a good level to start. Oh no. <laughs> I want you to be great, but there's small plays that you don't get. <laughs> it's close to Canada. Know, okay? I'm like, you need to rise, you need to level. You're like, is Jeopardy? I want to be on a game show. I really want to be in a game show because I will be so bad at it's it. It's like such a It'll Midwestern like, dream to be on a game show. But yeah, I will be like, you will be surprised. I will, you know, I get notoriety because it's like the girl that doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, who's the politician? I was like, I pass. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Are you Alex Trebek? <laughs> Alex Trebek's dead. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I pass. <laughs> I don't even know if they do this, but I want to do you'd be, this. You'd, it'd be fun to see you touching the words when people are clapping <gasps> and you can't reach the words because you're so fucking short and you're like trying you're like try you're like reaching up as high as you can you're like i think what you said is correct i just i can't touch them i can't get them to turn 
That would be so pain. I will, um, it would be good if they do like a little tiny one for me and like the, yeah. the words are really you small. Poke it with your finger, like on your phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is this the word? Uh, yeah, I bad, I bad with words. I had to be, because I'm like Skyping a lot with the Argentinian guy that I. Yeah, so that's still going? That's still going, and I, I have a ticket <gasps> to go in November. <gasps> oh my Oh my god. I want to visit It's such a long way though. Yeah. You can come visit. I, I will no. check how your finances are. Maybe you get this unemployment I, I money. I have no money. Yeah, I can't go. Well, I will be back in February. Um because my sister is going wherever, so maybe we oh, can. Oh, that'd be cool to meet in the coldest month of the year in Minnesota. Yeah. You should you no, and no, your sister should she, come to LA. No, no, I'm not I'm not going to Minnesota. I'm going back to Buenos Aires. In oh, got it. Okay. So got it. It's going yeah, to it's be, gonna be warm It's time. warmer there, right? In Buenos Aires in February? Yeah, it's a, it's a different... Far warmer than... Yes. It's different. It's closer to the equator. It's different. <laughs> it's different. What's the name of the seasons? The seasons are different. Different hemisphere. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, wait, and I was saying... I was talking to this guy. Boo, On boo. Skype. <sighs> yeah. You're yes. still talking. Well, well, we're talking... You're going to visit yeah, in November. Yeah, I remember. I was something else that you said. And what I was thinking. How sweet it is. Oh, yes. So basically, I'm doing this thing because I'm very I'm very passive-aggressive. I'm not passive-aggressive like in a mean way, yeah. but sometimes I, I insult people that I like. Uh-huh. Usually men. Yeah. <laughs> um, a little ribbing. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, hey, you're dumb. And <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. You should kill yourself. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and then I said okay I'm going to try to train this so it's not that bad because it's just such a nice guy yeah. and uh, I'm like every time that I do this like in a mean way like yeah. it's mean I will try to give you something that I have that is very embarrassing oh wow okay yeah so what I did once I was like okay it's time to give you my embarrassing thing and I was like I don't know how to do the alphabet I don't know the order of the letters. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I know until a certain point, and then I'm up like, up to what point? Uh oh, M. Uh, I don't know. L. <laughs> don't know. Let's do it now. A. A B C D E F G. H H F H F H F. You said A B C D E F G. So you already said F G. H. Uh, H. Uh -huh. M. P. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're serious right now. You're for real. Right? Because, okay, well, I'll help you. H. I. Okay. And after I. M. Wow. <laughs> wow. This is amazing. Oh, my God. That's a really good one. That's a big one to give away so soon. Wow. Well, yeah, but, but then we did it together again because every time that you say that to someone, they're like, let's see it. <laughs> I'm like, why do you want to see this? Because well, it's amazing. It's remarkable. I, no, the thing is, like, when I learned it, I was like, well, I, you know what? I don't want to. My laziness well, it started very young. It's not going like, to help me in life. I don't want to learn this. It's not going to help me in life at all. Like, like, I know how to do words. It's not important where they yeah. anyway. I could write um, them out. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares about the order <laughs> of the words? You're right. It doesn't I know, matter. You're right. It did. It was important when in, I started to learn German, and they were like, first lesson. Let's do the <laughs> alphabet." And I 
was like, no. <laughs> I never learned it. I never mastered it. I'm 30. I never learned it. I never. Oh, my God. That was funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. We have, we have fun with that. That is pretty fun. I like that game. I mean, it's a little, it's a lot, you know, but it's like, <laughs> it's the kind of game that you, it, that would be fun if there's a lot of trust there, you know? Yeah, I think I, w- I want to be more bu- vulnerable. Yeah, more <laughs> Even vulnerable. Even I cannot say the world. Yeah. I need to be more flumble. Yeah, more fa fa fa. <laughs> more JM. Yeah. <laughs> what is JM? You're so funny. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, F. Oh, gosh. Yeah. What's after I F? M? Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Sure. Peep, cube, blue, please. You know, like, I know it. <laughs> I know it. It's somewhere in me. I know it. My spirit and, you knows know it. What? I can, I can, I can do stuff. <laughs> like, I can, I can do a nice tortilla, you know, like, <laughs> what do I need this for? <laughs> oh my God. Try to, I can spell- try to visit me in February. That'd be fun. You know? Wait, but no, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that I cannot. <laughs> you can't? No, is uh, is there another month? I mean, we could uh, book this like um, in like next year or somewhere. I mean, what are you willing? Because we're thinking with Tobias going to Eurovision in Italy next year. Next year? Yes. Would you would like to? I mean, I did tell him. He's like, we're not going to get any tickets, bitch. And I was like, well, we could try. We could just go to Italy. I don't know. Going to Italy with you two sounds like a lot of fun. But I don't want to go oh. to Eurovision. I have zero interest in it. It doesn't interest me in the ver- in the least. Oh my god, that's what it's because oh, I'm not European. It's like telling me you're gonna take me to a soccer game in Italy. Like I don't care at all. Are you going to love it? Just like watch the Eurovision. No, um. it's so embarrassing. It is so <laughs> embarrassing. I'm sorry, I can't do it. I find Eurovision a movie. so embarrassing. I find it completely humiliating. I can't, I can't do it. That's why fucking Will Ferrell made that movie to make fun of it, basically. Oh, but it was so sweet. Oh, God. I thought it was like a shit show, but all right. I mean, it was funny. Parts of it were funny. I don't remember a single thing from it other than how embarrassing (laughs) it was. Oh, no. Um, I was like crying. I was like, (laughs) yeah, not at all for me. I was just like, this is not my cup of tea the whole time while drinking tea. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was like, I don't like this. Okay. Well, okay, we could organize some. Maybe um, I will try, I could go and visit my sister. Yeah. Um, I guess in some point in next July or August or something. Yeah. And maybe that works. July, August in Minnesota is good because it's yeah. warmer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then maybe I can go and visit you. I mean, we did talk to my or sister. Or I could visit like, you oh, in Minnesota. That's no problem. I've never been to Minnesota. I've always wanted to go. You never been? No. I mean, my sister has a big house, so. Okay. I mean, he, she did tell me not to, because one time I I had a friend that you had um, sex with in her Argentine house. Fr- no. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. No, I did. Uh, I he he's like a good friend from like teenage years, and I did say oh. my sister. He's coming, he's like, stay at yours. But he didn't say, like, the right amount of time. You should stay at someone that you don't know five days or a week, like, tops. And he stayed it yeah. two weeks. <gasps> no. That's, That's too long. overstaying the welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, I'm pre- <clears throat> not, but I'm sure you're welcome. They, they have a basement, so we... <laughs> <laughs> they have a basement that they could kill you and bury you in. 
this could be a nice time. She has a nice boyfriend, and I send them. I I send him. Well, I send them together like postcards because I have bunch that I send. Them. And yeah. I I send him like, hey, I, I know that I don't know you, but I'm I'm really happy when I do. Like I'm, I hope you're happy with my sister and you make her happy. So I'm happy that you're there. Yeah, that's really sweet. Yeah, he broke a food. I he, I don't think he's very clever. <laughs> Well, I mean, you broke your vagina. I mean, I mean, I didn't break it. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't didn't break it. No, it is. It's very. It's not. It's. uh, How did he break his foot? I don't know. I didn't ask. I was like, I just sent this emoji, like you know the emoji, like poop. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, yeah, I I didn't ask, but the. But my sister sent me like an audio the other day, like it was very late here. And she was like very monotone voice, like, so uh, someone had an accident in front of our house and they were pretty fucked up and I was holding their head, I'm covering blood. <laughs> and they were, like, it was like a guy on a motorbike, he didn't have a fucking helmet. Yeah. And then a, like his leg was all crushed, there was like a little toe like somewhere. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, and she was like, I didn't know what to do, so I was holding his head. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that sounds intense. That's a lot. Yeah. 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 A lot of Americans ride bikes without helmets on. That's insane. It is, but, you know, Americans are out there. We're out there, man. Is, that a, we're, is that a way of saying we're dumb? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Out there. Oh, I, well, next time I see someone that is dumb, I will be like, you're out there. <laughs> and I, I you're, you're being so American right now. <laughs> you're no, being, no, no, if, I, if I say that, they will know that I'm telling them dumb. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that like a thing in like Europe where people kept saying like insane things are very Texan? They're like, that's so Texas, man. Like you're being so Texas right now. Whenever they say something outrageous or crazy, they'd be like, that's very Texas of you. That was like the insult. In oh, Europe, really? like about ten years ago, yeah. Oh, <laughs> God, these Americans! I—that's something I'm coming to terms with. I'm like, I can't really be friends with people who are originally from Texas. It's like, it's a lot. It's too much for me. Hmm. I need yeah, I to love them from a what, distance. What is Nashville? That's Tennessee. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're close. I mean, they're in the south. No, okay. I was just checking. Nashville's okay. I, I like Tennessee people. Okay. They're good. Great. Yeah. It's cool. I, Do I'm you like trying else to. on un- your chest that you want to get off? Uh, like how you're coping with your father's death? Is that, is that all right? It's, yeah, it's all right. Like my therapist said that it will take longer because like I'm abroad. So, so like m- my life, it's without him. It's like I have a normal life. Like even though he, when he was alive, my life was not intrinsic with him. His. I see. So it, it will happen that I will be like doing something that remind me of him, and it will be like oh, my dad. <laughs> so right. really, um, so that's why the, the process is longer. If you, if I wouldn't be in Argentina, it will be a bit. The first year is like the diff- most difficult one. Yeah. But um, but I'm like okay. I'm just I feel very like. Like oh now I'm the adult even though I've been involved my yeah you know you know like you had the feeling like oh no one is going to be like 
I can pay that for you. I will be like, no, you have to pay yourself. <laughs> Even right. though I've been paying my bills for like 10 years that I've been living yeah. here and like also in yeah. Argentina, but like he always I like, had this like, what, you're going to Greece? Use my credit card. And I will be like, right. and I will be like, no, I can do it. And then I will be using the credit card. <laughs> Um, but you had but a yeah, support. That, yeah. yeah, that kind of thing, but it's it's okay. It's like, I mean, everyone goes... I, I'm surprised of like hearing so many people that like lost parents. Their fathers. Like, yeah. Like, did you talk to Christoph Schmidt? Oh, no. You know his father died. Oh, no, I didn't know. When? You didn't know? You guys no. live in the same city. No, he also like helped me move to my new flat. So. And he didn't tell you? Are you guys kidding me right now? Like, are yeah. you fucking... His father died last December. <gasps> In a bad way or just like... A heart attack very suddenly. He talked oh, no. about it on this podcast. Oh, oh my God. You guys need to talk. Yeah, I mean... Like, yeah. He's a very quiet person. <laughs> he's very quiet. He's very... But, you know, if you ask him, he runs deep. <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> the thing is, when he was telling me about um, his father's death, it was right around the time your father had just passed away. Oh. And I remember telling him, I was like, a lot of my friends' dads are dying right now, which is the mm. truth. Like, yeah. several of my friends' fathers died, like, all at once. Not did, COVID related. Yeah, I did this uh, joke on the park the other day. Well, she, uh, I was saying, like, my dad told me he was sick, and then bam, the next day he was dead. And then I'm like, and then was like, oh. and I'm like, no, just kidding. It took two months. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. Just it's, like, it's, like, no, just kidding. It's still too shocking and sad, no. I guess, yeah. I guess so, yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. It's a, it's oh. a difficult balance, I think, because, you know, death is actually very funny. You know, we mm. talk about death a lot. Like, um, as soon as I got back from my trip with my mom, like what the f when I got up on stage in LA, like I was just like I kept saying I want to die over and over again, and people thought it was hilarious. <laughs> um, but like, I think if it's a death of another person, especially like your parent, mm. um, it, you know, people can't help but feel nervous because mm. the death of a parent is a very shocking and traumatic thing. I mean, yeah. it's a very um, how do you say? It's a very real thing. It's the thing that all of us are going to encounter. And yet, it is so hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and also, like, you don't know in the audience if someone is, like, going through that or, like... Yeah. That. And then it just brings, like... I remember when I got the news, I was, like, um, like walking a dog of a friend. Mm -hmm. And then um, I got the news, and I was like, oh, okay. Because right before, I, I told my friend, hey, um, I'm going to leave because my dad is sick. And then when I came back from the walk, it already happened, he died. So like I came back and he was like, so what happened with your dad? And I was like, well, he just died. <laughs> and then yeah. my, and my friend was like, he started to water his eyes because he, yeah. he just like had like, he, he's, he di his dad died. So he just remember like yeah. all of it. And I was like, oh my God, no, goodbye. <laughs> That's actually like, funny, you should write that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and and I was like, yeah, this just happened. So, so, and then I, I apologized because I was like, I'm sorry that I, I I brought this like to you. I didn't. I just it just happened to me. So I was like, uh, I don't know what to say. Um, but yeah, that and, and that could happen to an audience like that. That it could triggers like, <clears throat> I don't know, 
So yeah, I just want to find the balance to talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I want to talk funny. about. It's it's like it's like you 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 go on a walk with your friend's dog, and as soon as you come back, it's like it's like during that walk with the dog, your dad dies, yeah. and then you get back to your friend's place, and then you tell him, "My dad's dead," and your friend starts crying, not you, and <laughs> yeah. you're like tending to your friend. Yeah, you're, you're like, like, are you oh. okay? <laughs> But that happens a lot. Sometimes. My dad's dead, but like you're crying right now. <laughs> Can I get you something? Like you like you should like that could turn into a bit. Like you brought him some water, yeah. brought him some ice for his forehead, and you're like talking him through it. You know, you fed the mm. dog. You made sure everybody was okay. <laughs> but you. yeah, so um, I was I wanted to do this joke about because I wanted like a doctor about my hands. Yeah. Because they don't, they cannot get numb and whatever. Oh. Um, and I went to this doctor and she's like, ooh, it could be a lot of things. And I was like, yeah, that's why you're a doctor and you could <laughs> narrow it down. <laughs> and she's like, hmm, have you tried broccoli? And I was like, are you fucking kidding <laughs> Broccoli? I cannot do a hand job with one hand. I need to use both. <laughs> like, I yeah, look how little my fingers are. <laughs> and I was saying, like, I, I, they look like a bit like deformed, my fingers. And she's like, someone, people have deformed fingers. I was like, yeah, but people with problems in their hands, what's wrong with you? He's like, I wish I had a broccoli with me right now so I could bash it over your head, you know? Yeah, I just, I, I'm trying to That's find... That's funny, that whole broccoli thing is funny. Yeah, it's like the next I time, I, whenever I give a hand job, I have to eat a lot of broccoli <laughs> while I'm giving the hand job. Oh like, my breath smells like shit. It makes me fart, but I'm giving a hell of a good hand job because my hands are better. Yeah, I don't know. I just I felt like I was just like instead of a doctor, I was just going with my to my grandma or something. <laughs> She's like, "Did you try?" <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" I was so angry. And then like at the end, she was like, "Uh, maybe you need surgery." <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about? You just <laughs> you went me. from broccoli to surgery. <laughs> is it broccoli or is it surgery?" Yeah, I think make I need up to your go mind. To the- I think, I think I think I need a better doctor. <laughs> yeah, one thing costs like one euro, the other costs way more. Like, yeah. what is it? The doctors. Here, doctors man. don't know anything. I hate doctors. Yeah, and you're like, I was feeling so relaxed about like, okay, I'm going to find out what the, my deal is, and she's like, broccoli <laughs> <laughs> or surgery. <laughs> Broccoli or surgery? What's it <laughs> gonna be, Jeopardy contestant? Is it broccoli or is it surgery? <laughs> I take the, I the secret box. <laughs> secret box. Sp- speaking of secret box, which is what they used to call my vagina in high school. No. <laughs> I, I had a... There was a... I went, I went food shopping at this Korean supermarket I love in LA called H Mart. And mm-hmm. at the bottom, there was like like little uh blank lines uh-huh. and y- you fill out your name and your email address and your phone number and then you put it into this giant glass box uh-huh. and they do a raffle and then uh-huh. the winner who gets randomly selected wins a car and i was like whoa i was like i would love a new car so I participated in the raffle. I was a little bit embarrassed. So like what I did was I went back to my car. I dropped off all the groceries. And then I was when I was putting the cart back, I was like, let me go and put my receipt in there. So I was but like a you, tiny did you, is it done? You didn't win. 
Oh, no, they're going to select it, like, next week or something. Ah, oh, you know. can maybe... Or in two weeks. I oh hope I gosh. win something. That would be cool. Yeah. I want to Every... win a car. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be good. I was... Um, so my idea when I go back in November, I'm going to learn how to drive. Like, I, I'm going to do, like, a very speed process of how to learn how to drive. Um, you and don't know how I to was... drive? So you don't know the alphabet, so you don't know how okay. to drive? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that this was going to come back to me. <laughs> well, I mean, not knowing how to drive is less um, less shocking than not knowing the alphabet. But okay, so you're gonna Wait, learn. Is, there's you're gonna no learn manual, like yeah, they they teach manual in. Wow, manual. see that yeah. you're you're gonna have a skill. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I guess you'll be better yeah, than me in driving. Yeah, my sister also learned automatic, and um, what was it? Ah, yes. So. Mm-hmm. I, my brother has a car and I was like well I could uh, practice with your car and he's like by the way it's our dad's car so it, it should be from oh, e- it's for everyone's the for the family yeah. I mean it's his like personal car or whatever but I was like I wanna I need to practice and he's like I'm not going to give my car to you and I was like well I could buy you one if I break it and he's like his eyes were like huh? <laughs> I'm not going to fucking buy him a car. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the money for that shit. <laughs> ah, that's so funny. Uh, Maybe I, I love get big it. sister things like that. You know, you just say whatever you need to say to get your brother to agree, and then you just like fuck him over. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, um, like I'm, I'm very proud of you. You know, I mean, like you're you're handling all of this with such, I don't know, such you know mindfulness, and you're not sulking. You know, you're letting the grief take place, and you're still living your life, and you're still taking care of yourself, and you're still staying social. You know. Even if you grow irritable, who cares? That's okay. You know, kind of mm. be like me. You know, be like, okay, I'm irritable, and that's okay. I accept mm. that. I have a very good reason for it. Yeah. And well, you thanks know, for I your hope, words. I hope you don't feel guilty about it because there's no reason to. Because no. you know, any other time, you're always, always very cheerful, and caring, and kind, and compassionate. You know, like you deserve your space too. So you take that space. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm I'm not used to li- li- hearing nice things, so thank yeah, you. Yeah, none of us are. That's why we're comedians, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, did he just insult me? I think I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's our problem. That's yeah. our problem. But it it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Thematically, it's like about opposing forces, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was, um, I think I, uh, I was talking with someone and they were like saying, Julieta, you're not saying anything nice or like supporting or something. And uh, I was, was saying, saying that to you? No, no, some okay. other guy. And some I was other saying, needy person. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and I said, like, I'm not, I'm not used to getting like, I'm not used to receiving um, oh. a positive feedback from my really? family. Oh, well, from, from my family. family. Yeah. So I, um, so... It's not natural. I have to. Uh, you have to tell me that you need it, and then I. <laughs> oh. And he's like, "Well, that's a good excuse." And I was like, 
is a good one. <laughs> it's a very good reason. Yeah. Yeah. Not even an excuse. It's a good reason. That's a good explanation. Yeah. You're communicating, you know, there's a bond. Yeah. I mean, you have to tell, I think you have to tell people because sometimes you, people take it very personally. It's like, they no, do. we all have shortcomings. It's like, it's not because you, but yeah, everyone, I guess is like, the main character of their life so it's like yeah. everything's happened to me <laughs> yeah 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 are you playing are you right are now? you seeing people now what's happening beads. i could hear like tapping on your desk i know it's me trying to this is a lot of jewelry all stuck together <laughs> oh my god yeah Look at i this. love how you multitask at all times like I last time you were calm. like eating when we were recording and like really what's that was I, was I eating a sandwich? No, you were eating with like a fork and a bowl. Like you were eating a salad or something. Mm, I'm hungry. <laughs> am I seeing somebody or am I seeing people? I'm seeing people. Yeah. You're seeing people. Yeah. But you're not in the apps, right? You're not in no, the No, 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 no. Come on. Like I'm never going to do those ever. I just, I don't believe in it. I, and that's just my belief. It doesn't matter whether it's true or not. It's just my belief. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if I don't believe in it, then I can't do it. Because if I do it, then I'd be lying to myself the whole time. And yeah. that's going to come through at all times. I'm going to treat people sarcastically and disrespectfully. They all probably treat me the same way. And it's just, it's like a, mm. a whole mess of worms. I just don't want to open. Yeah. I don't feel like it's healthy. Um, but uh, a friend of mine, he recently broke up with her, his girlfriend. And so he's using Tinder. And it's so funny to have the view of someone that never used tinder mm. <laughs> in a way that like this girl is not answering me and so i said oh she ghosted you yeah. and he's like his mind was like what wow. <laughs> but she seems so nice and i was like well she could fucking ghosted you <laughs> and then uh, it's, it's funny so like some, someone uh, wrote him and she was like are you sending like inappropriate messages to people because Tinder just asked me if uh, you were inappropriate to me and then he was like wait what and then he remembered like he asked someone out and be like hey you wanna we can rent a car and go drive around the city and that's basically breaking one of the Tinder rules where like it's like don't get in like someone stranger's car because like, <laughs> you're gonna be in the trunk and you're gonna be dead <laughs> yeah and you want to like, get in my car, oh, like, as a corpse? <laughs> I'll drive you around. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a scary story related to that. You want to hear it? What, you have it? I have a scary... Well, it, did, it didn't happen to me personally. It happened to my oh, okay. friend's friend. But it's a very scary story. And it happened in Korea. Okay. okay. So my friend... Not my friend. My friend's friend. She okay. got into a cab very late at night in Seoul. And the cab driver was like driving, but he took a weird route, like a weird turn somewhere. And she was like, Mr. Like, why are you going this way? And he was like, shut up. I know. And so she's like freaking out. And then, and this was like before, like, you know, 3G cell phones and 2G cell phones. Like she didn't have Wi-Fi service or LTE, none of that shit. Just, you know, you shut a phone, like, yeah, but it just it wasn't it wasn't good what was happening was not good that doesn't sound good and uh finally thankfully you know like those stops at a traffic where police randomly check people to see if they're drunk driving Uh uh-huh so he got he got stopped there Mm -hmm. and 
oh my god everything you're doing is like so distracting right now <laughs> no but I i'm listening I'm, I'm like i think i'm getting like very nervous about this so i'm just like mm. everything works out so it's safe all right okay so okay <laughs> so they pull up at the traffic place and then the police is there like trying to test this guy's uh you know breath breathalyzer to see if he drank alcohol and then the girl was like screaming she's like oh my god officer help me this man is like he's like hijacking me he's like you know kidnapping me so they let the girl out and then the officer walked over to her and asked her some questions and he, one of the questions he asked was is the body in the trunk your friend This wasn't like an urban myth or an urban legend. Like this happened to my friend's friend. Like my friend, her friend told her that this happened to her. And so I wait, was the, so scared when she told me this fucking story. So so they um so basically she took a taxi and the guy killed a passenger or something. There was like a body in the trunk the whole time. But uh, was it a, a female? I don't know. No, Most yeah. likely, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I was oh like, we always get killed. <laughs> yeah, women. It's usually women who end yeah. up in a trunk of a random car. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that scared that scared the shit out of me. She told Ugh. me this when we were in college. I, I think I was like nineteen or twenty years old when she told me this, and I was freaked out. Yeah. Did I tell you about that like scary Uber that I took in DC once? No. I, t I was like at a comedian's house and we were smoking weed and also like we we got like a bit like playful but I was like I don't want to have sex with some comedian like and they I just like I I don't know um, you know when sometimes when you are about to have sex with someone you're like I think I will regret this <laughs> anyway um, so I was like hey can, can you because I didn't have like internet on my phone I have my European phone so I was like oh can you just call me an Uber and I will go home because there was no like subway mm -hmm. at the time yeah uh, and I was going outside of DC. I was going uh -huh. to my sister's, and he's like, "Yeah, I call you over." So I, he called me over. I go down, and the moment that I open the door and I close it, he's like, "Oh, you're pretty." And I uh -huh. was like, "Oh, I'm." And then uh, we start doing it and like going on the road, and he was always asking, "So you have boyfriends? So oh, you're so beautiful and blah blah." And he couldn't stop. He fucking didn't stop. And I was like, I don't he know. He was just what hitting to do. on you the whole time, aggressively. The whole time. And I was like, I, I was like, okay, I need to pretend. And so I, I pretended I was calling my sister. And I asked him, like, so how long do we have until like, I get the destination? And blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, this long. And I was like, oh, great. Uh, I just told my sister that I'm coming and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. and then when he started asking me about boyfriend, I was like, yeah, I have an American boyfriend. So <laughs> he's great. He's amazing because I made it up. <laughs> he has a really big dick too and he's really strong. He'll kill you. He'll take a shovel and murder you. He's next to me. He's next to me right now. <laughs> That's funny. Don't you see him? Isn't he handsome? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I did a bunch of stuff and then I was like always saying like how long we have and blah, blah, blah. And I could see the GPS was not moving, so I was like, oh, the GPS is not moving, huh, that's strange. And then, um, yeah, so I was trying to to sidetrack the conversation, to be like, let's stop talking about me and my dating life. I was like, hey, let's talk about you and like what you do and blah, blah, blah. So I was, my whole energy was like, 
I, there's people knowing that I get to this point, which is not true. And I want to know more about you. So like mm. you're human, I don't know. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then the moment that we got to, we actually, when I saw like the, the sign that we actually were in the city that I had to be, I was like, okay, so we're going to, because it was dark and it was like a highway. Yeah. And, it, and it, it's an unfamiliar place. Yeah. And the guy is like just, and then in some point, when I got to my sister, I opened the door, shut it down, I started crying. I was like, that was so intense. Oh I thought, God, I'm sorry, Huli. Yeah. But it's kind of funny that it's like, I was like leaving a place not to just like, to fuck a guy and then like some other guy, you know, it's like such a strange thing that you cannot really escape. Yeah. Like, anyway. Yeah. And usually like, you know, if you had called the Uber yourself and not that guy, then there's usually yeah. like an emergency button that you could press. Isn't yeah. it fucking sad that we need that? But that's what we need as women. Yeah. Yeah. You there's uh, in, Ar in Argentina. Well, I got the, the Uber notification from Argentina and they say like, um, now with Uber you can record the whole time like with audio like and I was like it's so sad it's so sad because I did talk Uber in Argentina it was fine it's illegal actually sure. but like it was fine yeah. but I, the one guy was like f being friendly but asking me like so are you going back home after this or like like a bunch of questions I was like mm. I mean they're especially nosy in Argentina but I was like this is already like it's too much like okay. I don't but I don't, I don't want them to give me a bad review because <laughs> they could. So I'm like, because they could like give you like, like, I have five stars. No one has five stars. Oh my God. <laughs> of course you have five stars. I think I have like 4.2. Like I have a very low Uber rating. <laughs> you know why? It's because I no. never talk to my fucking Uber drivers. <laughs> Literally, they can ask me anything. I just put in my AirPods and I just don't, I look out the window. I don't, I don't respond. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to engage. It's like when I'm in an Uber, I just want to get to where I'm going. I'm not interested in a conversation at all. You know, I yeah. don't want their water. I don't need a phone charger. I don't There's need water? anything. <laughs> yeah, in America, yeah, they offer water in the <laughs> really? backseat. Yeah, they have like bottled water. Like, you want a bottle of water? I'm like, no. No, thank you. I'm okay. Thank you. Yeah, you want some roofies? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, there's that too. But I mean, it's, you know, it's it's not malicious like that. They just, they try to be nice so that, you know, you give a yeah. good rating. And like I always do. I give good ratings and I'll tip, you know, I'll do all of it. But it's just, I'm not interested in talking, you know. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like talking. In, in, I, I'm just, I just want to get what I want to get. It's because you're nice, you know, you're nice and, you know, you're social and like you're able to be polite and you're able to do the things that I am not able to do I'm incapable <laughs> I do, of them yeah I, I feel like if I do this kind of thing sometimes I feel like he's not going to kill me if I'm nice <laughs> <laughs> if guess I what I have him. lived my life not nice and nobody killed me you know why because they're the too fucking scared day, to what happened to Grace <laughs> No. no, 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 no. The only time like somebody threatened me like that was like a man, like not even mm. a man. Like we were in high school. He was like older than me, and like he was like always annoyed at the way I was, which is just I am, you know. And he just found it very irritating. And he was like, one of these days you're gonna you're gonna talk like that to the wrong person. And I was like, is that a threat? Because <laughs> it sounds like one, you know. Mm -hmm. That's the only time like somebody gave me shit like that. But like no other time, nothing happened yeah. because. I'm the one that's supposed to protect me and look out for me. And whatever I do, that's what I'm doing at all times, no matter what people think of me. 
you know that's why like i'm like i don't care and honestly i find myself in the way i am completely lovable like that was hard for me to do i used to hate myself for being the way i was and sometimes i still do there are moments when i still do like sometimes i'll be man i was rude to that person i don't know why like i feel bad Mm -hmm. i feel like shit i beat myself up i'm like that's so pointless why i i was doing my best in that moment that is the truth Mm -hmm. i'm always doing my best in the moment and people are like well that's not enough i'm like you know what it's not enough for you but for me i am enough you know and i'm not saying mm-hmm. that i fully believe it i don't you know that's the struggle <laughs> it's, it's the a fucking struggle but that that yeah. but that has to be it's mm. the only way for me to have peace and the only way for me to not hate myself is the only way i could love myself is to say that at all times be like i am enough you are no, enough I, you know yeah no you're so sweet like I mean, if people only see like the mean, the meanness or whatever, it's like they're not, they're not taking the time because it's like I saw you like so sweet. Like the same with Tobias, it's like he could be a total biatch, but like <laughs> biatch, a biatch. <laughs> yeah, he can be, but we love yeah. him. We love him, and we we hear what he's saying, not literal, and not in literal terms. Like I hear the other side of what he's saying whenever he says those whole, things that he says. Your whole closet move. <laughs> Did it? It was my microphone and my okay. laptop. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. It's yeah. I mean, yeah. People sometimes are so superficial, you know. Yeah, and I and they have the right to be. You know, we don't always have the time, all the time in the world, to get to know every single fucking person. I'm not, yeah. I'm not one to speak. I judge people off the cuff. I judge people, you know, very quickly. Did and you judge me? What did you think of me when you saw me? You're when like, I first I, met you, <laughs> when I first met you, um, I was like, who's this person who's ignoring me? <laughs> you were sitting in front of me, like right in front of me. You were sitting the closest to me, and. You were doing what you're doing right now. You were like touching stuff, moving stuff, like setting things up, oh. and I was just like, I was like, I, hi. I, do- I was like, hi. I'm Grace. And you were like, hi. I was like, what's your name? And you're like, oh, I'm Holy. I was like, oh, okay, hi. <laughs> and then no, we were know, cool I- afterwards, but like, yeah, I was just like, man, I- she is so busy. Yeah. <laughs> I just like when I uh, when I think in my birthday. Uh, picnic last year yeah I we got with Tobias Tobias was the, the first one arriving and I yeah. arrived at the same time and I put yes. the thing and I was like just like putting the hummus and the chips mm-hmm. and I was like why you just, just chill the fuck and I was like chill. no everything I was like no everything has to be organized yeah because yeah. <laughs> it's part of my thing yeah um, it's part of your thing <laughs> but I was like uh I do this thing where I like sometimes I feel like I'm invisible so let's say I was like one time I was having sex with a guy in a hostel. <laughs> Wait, hear this out. Hear this out. Maybe that's why I was like, no one is seeing me right now. Like yeah. I, we're having, I having sex, <laughs> but he doesn't see me. Yeah, we're fucking. And then like uh, some guy from the reception came in the room and said like, to our faces was like uh, the late checkout. It's almost done. And and he was and like, he was like okay. inside of you. No, I, I think he, I pull him out and I, I just sat down and um, but then uh, <laughs> and he's like okay and then the guy left and I was like do you think he saw me? <laughs> and he was like yeah. He you guys talked, yeah. You conversed. <laughs> it was funny. I was like 
Maybe I'll can see me. <laughs> oh my lord. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. No, that it's I, like I it's even like funny. To... Like you know, like I, I'm talking to you. You're talking to me. Like we're not talking to anybody else. We're just screen. And it, you're like whenever I'm like telling a story, you're like like browsing the web. <laughs> like no, I, like this is how I get focused. This is I, if I do something else that it requires like visual attention, then I can hear you better. Okay. <laughs> I love that you're like, this is BS. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's true. Well, it took, it took me a moment. It's kind of like, it's similar to like the guys that where you give these explanations and they're like, I don't understand <laughs> it, but okay. No, but let's say like, if I, I if you're, um, doesn't happen to you that someone is telling you something, you start like drooling yeah. in, like on a paper. Yeah. Okay. It's, this is kind of like Got the it. same. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Okay, yeah. thank you. Just so you know, I drew this penis shape while you were <laughs> just kidding. I just did it. <laughs> okay, I, 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 you have okay to that go. helps. That, help, that helps a lot. <laughs> thank you. Sure. It's just, you know, it's like, it's, it's hard for, um, like, people who have that. Um, it's a trauma disorder. Um, do you know uh, David Cho? It's actually pronounced David Che, but everybody mispronounces as David Cho because it's spelled no. C H O E. Is he he's like a, a famous? He's a very person? famous painter in Los Angeles. He has a show called The Cho Show on FX and on Hulu, and yeah. it's such an intense show. So he he's the artist who did the mural at the Facebook headquarters, and after he did the mural, they asked him, they're like, "Do you want stocks or do you want a payout?" And he was like, "I want stocks." So he got stocks before Facebook blew up and went public. And then, like, overnight, David Cho became, like, $200 million, like, richer. Shock. Yeah. So he, in his show, he interviews other celebrities, and they go very deep. They get very vulnerable, and they talk about their childhood traumas, and they talk about, like, what drives them artistically. It's, like, an amazing show. And... Um, mm. He talked about how when he was four years old, like, so he's the middle child. He has two brothers, one older, one, oh. one younger. He's the middle child like you. And mm -hmm. he was sent away when he was four years old to live with his grandparents because his parents couldn't afford to take care of three boys by oh. themselves. Um, so he's always had that trauma. Like, I can be sent away at any time. And that never goes away. I understand that perfectly and crystal clear because when I was four the same exact thing happened to me my parents were like no I was like younger probably I was like three my brother was born and I guess he was very sick like he was like a sickly child when he was a kid and my mom you know I guess was overwhelmed with having two kids like an infant and a, a young baby in the house so they sent me away to my grandparents house and you know even though my grandmother is a very loving woman and I will always feel deeply connected to her. I still felt so scarred from that trauma of being sent away at such a primal age where you need to be close to your parents. And, and that's when your consciousness is developing, your awareness is developing around that time. And I will never forget that memory, that pain. It's still here. I, as I'm talking to you, it's very, very, very raw. And, mm. um, so I understand this painter and like the chaotic life that he lived, the rage that he feels, um, the wound that never goes away and how he tries to confront his parents about it, but they can't face it. His mother can't face it. My mom can't face it. When I asked Did you her, talk with her, yeah, I right asked now. her when I was like 21 or 22, 
I asked her, I was like, why did you send me away? And she was like, who sent you away? I never sent you away. What are you talking about? She like lashed out. I was like, you sent me away. You sent me away as a kid. And she just like denied it. She had no, she was like, I deny it. I deny it. So like I raise my voice louder and louder and louder and I get angrier and angrier and angrier and I keep screaming at her until she finally breaks down and says oh it was probably because you know like I just your brother was born and I'm like oh so my brother is the reason why I get sent away my brother's more loved my brother's more important my brother's a priority I'm not I am replaceable I am discardable and so that was always the excuse I remember when I was 21, I asked my mom, because I went to the dentist and the dentist looked at my teeth and he was like, you have like 13 cavities and like, it's going to cost you $3,000 or something. And I mean, the dentist was full of shit. I think he was just trying to make money off of me. But like my teeth were neglected all throughout middle school and high school. And and that is a form of child abuse. And I asked my mom, I called my mom because I was so enraged. And I was like, why did you neglect my teeth? And she's like, oh, it's because, you know, your brother's teeth were so fucked up that he didn't need to get braces and he needed an orthodontist. And I was just like, anytime I confront you for your negligence, you always bring up John. You always bring up my brother. How do you think that's going to make me feel about my brother? I'm mm -hmm. always going to hate him. I mean, also, he's not a nice guy, so. <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's not. He he doesn't he sees himself as the victim which is okay that's yeah. fine he thinks i'm an evil horrendous person i'm okay with that too like i say I mean, i'm okay with that i mean to be honest it feels like well if if your mom is doing that to you putting it against your brother i'm pretty sure they're doing the same she's thing. poisoning yeah poisoning him against me too yeah of course she doesn't realize it but she's a very manipulative person And when you meet my mom, you will never see that. You're going to see the nicest lady who does her best. That's what you're going to see. Because that is, that is who she is. But she has this other side that is very defensive. And out of that defense comes this psychotic manipulation. And that's why I needed four years away from her. And going on this trip with her together for the first time in four years it was very intense. There were days when I wanted to commit suicide and like I didn't Jesus. have suicidal <laughs> thoughts yeah I didn't have suicidal thoughts in a long time you know like I remember when I was like 17 18 19 all the way until I was 25 I had suicidal thoughts every single day in the constant like throughout my head it was like I want to kill myself I want to kill myself I want to kill myself it was like that from 17 to 25 every single day constantly and um I didn't feel that kind of swampy depression and suicidal intensity until I was spending prolonged hours with my mom because I felt so trapped you know like she would have these demands on me which is like very common among immigrant parents like my mom would be like hey like somebody left leftover food in the refrigerator like we checked into a hotel and there was like leftover food from the previous guest their their food was in the refrigerator she's like can you call downstairs and like complain or tell them to like clean it up And she's like, also, the refrigerator is not working. So, like, she, she did that to me since I was five. Because when I was five, five years old is when you acquire language very quickly. So, like, within a year, I could speak English fluently. You know? So, f since five, like, I could, I knew our home phone number better than my mom. Because she struggled with English. But So, 
for 30 years, my mother relied on her children to navigate America. And that's a heavy burden for a five, six year old, right? But it was like that every single day that I was with her, right? And that pressure was so immense and it was unfair and I hated it. And it was happening again. So I called the hotel concierge, I mean, the guest, you know, a front desk. And the guy's such a dick. <laughs> he was German. He didn't apologize. Really? He didn't he apologize. He was just like, well, what do you want to do about it? Is what he said. And I'm like trying my best to like stay neutral, stay calm, stay focused. And I was like, I would like options like do we get another room or does somebody come and clean this up he's like i mean that would be the faster faster way send maintenance anyway i talked about it already i'm not going to get into it but i was triggered by this guy's like dickish behavior right i mean he's in hospitality and he's behaving so inhospitably and there's disgusting shit in the fridge that shouldn't have been in there and this is not a shitty motel it's a marriott like i oh wow i was expecting better standards right and he was being such an asshole, no apology, no nothing. And I was so mad. And my mom goes, why are you so mad? Like you're ruining, you're ruining this experience. Like it's your fault. Like it's it's my fault. Not being supportive. And I'm like, you're the one that complained. Asked me to handle that complaint. I'm handling it. And as a result of me handling it, my mood is fucked up. (laughs) And you're saying my mood is incorrect now. Hmm. What do you want me to do about that? So, like, I was mad, and then I, I, I did some writing, and I did some sketching. I did the <laughs> things I was trying to cope, and then, and then I'm about to go do stand-up. I was, like, about to leave my hotel room, and I'm, as I'm about to leave, my mom stops me, and she goes, Grace, why don't you smile? Oh, my God, I want to kill her. <laughs> so I walked back into the hotel room, and I looked at her, and I was like, do you think being angry is an incorrect emotional response? And she was like, No. And I was like, well, I'm angry and I have every right to be angry. So I don't feel like smiling. So don't tell me to force a smile. And she was like, okay. I was like, great. See you later. And then I went in my car and I cried for 15 minutes. I was so (laughs) mad. I was so mad. And I was so hurt by the lack of support and understanding from my mother. And it's like. I don't expect it anymore. You know, I I talked about this with my therapist. I was like, what do I, what do I rely on my family members for? Do I rely on them for emotional support? Do I rely on them for financial support? I do not. So what expectations do I have? I don't have any. So then does it make sense that I'm mad at them? Not really. Not really. It doesn't make sense. But do I feel rage? Yeah. So it's like, I need to, I need to sort that out. I need to sort out these, these contradictions that I have going on inside of me. I mean, the thing is, they are the, the primary people that supposedly they brought you to the world and like, kind of like taught you what you know, let's say, um, until a certain point. And then you, you are like with a bond, even though they are dicks or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you're like always kind of, I feel this hope, even though you know how they are, that never goes away. Like, I wish they could see me or like understand me better or like understand themselves better. So they're better people or I don't know, like something, but it's not happening. And then you're like, like, I don't know. It's, it's. Yeah, I just I'm I'm kind of giving up on that hope. I think the more I give up on that hope, the better it'll be. The more at peace Mm -hmm. I will become. Because if I have that hope, then I'm setting up expectations. I'm setting up standards. I'm saying I want something from them, and I don't. But the other truth is, I do want something. I want an apology from my brother. That's what I want. 
I want him mm-hmm. to come to terms with what he's done. And I want him to come and apologize to me because in the past, whenever he threw a fit over something and it was always on my special day, like I, this Fulbright thing, I got it in 2009 when I was graduating college. My brother graduated college the same year I did because he spent two years at a community college in high school to earn credits and graduate faster. And I was graduating and I got a Fulbright, which is a very prestigious thing and I was celebrating it and then my brother lost his iPhone so he threw a big fit about it he pushed me like he was like being a psychotic that day and I called my dad and I complained and my dad said what do you want to do about it like what do you want me to do about it like shut up basically and that caused this friction between me and my dad and my dad was like yelling at me when he got home and then he was like saying how disappointed he is in me and da da da. And I was like, I don't care how you feel. You know, he's like, it's not very holy of you to call me on a Sunday. I was like, fuck you and your holiness and your God. And then he hit me. He smacked yeah, my he face. Told me, like, he, yeah, and then he grabbed your face. Yeah. Grabbed my hair and then bashed it against the basement concrete floor, gave me a huge concussion. And my mom was trying to get him off of me. My brother is sitting upstairs, not caring. And I'm like, this, this domino of bad energy of events happened because my brother lost his iPhone and that's all he could think about. That's all he could think about. And I reached out to my parents for help and they told me to fuck off. And then they injured me. I mean, there's always like in um, families, like they, every family member has assigned um, play like part on the family so uh you know there's always like oh let's say mm, i i guess your family is seeing you like uh the black sheep i'm the scapegoat i yeah you so everything bad goes to you i'm the scapegoat Yeah. yeah i'm the reason why everything's wrong i'm the i'm the reason why nothing is perfect I'm the reason why the family is broken. I'm the, I'm the fault. I'm the fault. They give me that information every single time I see them. And it makes me not want to live. Remember, like, that was a joke I said. I was like, I didn't see my family in a few years because the last time I saw my family, I lost the will to live, you know? And that is the fucking truth. I wanted to yeah. kill myself the last time I saw my family in 2017. You know why? Because my brother was throwing a fit. In 2017, I finished my doctoral uh, comprehensive exams. That's a big step. It's a big milestone for a PhD candidate. And I went to my my mom and dad's house for the first time in like a year and a half to celebrate. And I just wanted to have dinner. That's all I wanted to have with my brother there. And my brother kept nagging. He was like, we need to leave at 830. We need to leave at 830. I was like, can we just like, for once, for once in like 11 years, you know, dad and I are not yelling at each other for once. Like we're not, we're not fighting. Can we just have a nice dinner or you could just go. And he was like, I told you from the beginning that I need to leave at eight 30, that my wife needs to go to work. He like threw this huge fucking fit. And then I was like, I don't know. I was like, I was like, this is psychotic. He's like, my wife always complains about you. I was like, I looked at his wife. I was like, Oh, is that true? Do you complain about me all the time? So he's like spreading his shit. Right spreading 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 and then i was like when i was like oh damn is that true you know what my brother does he grabs my shoulders he's like shaking me he's like pushing me towards the stairs to push me down i think it's not i mean it's like whenever i have something to celebrate that's good in my life 
that's he an achievement. He needs to go and throw such a fucking hysterical fit that it it's destroys everything. It, it ruins it's everything. It's like he wants to bring you down. He wants him to be the center of attention yep. because he... Yep, because yep. And he, and he acts as if he doesn't. And then when my... And you know what? Guess what my parents said to me after my brother leaves. My parents go, Grace, why are you like this? Oh, I'm the reason why. I'm the problem. I was like, you know, all I wanted, all I wanted was dinner with my fucking family. I feel like that's mm. not a lot to ask. No. I mean, no. But uh, I, apparently I, I, it was too much to ask. I mean, yeah, in that family, yes. <laughs> I mean, I used to like uh, my, so I have my younger brother and my sister. So in my family dynamic, my mom used to be the scapegoat uh, thing. Uh, so because she, she's a certain way, she's very abusive. So, um, so we were like kind of um, giving our, like to her. Yeah. Um, and then when she was not in the picture, I will become that person oh so so if if i was like just along with my sister and my brother i will be like oh they would pick uh, your, yeah yeah who you're dumb or like whatever and, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and they, they always, <laughs> so yeah mean. they always say stuff like my brother always every time that i say like a story or whatever they were yeah. like oh that's so stupid like that's boring <laughs> how that's not even a story like um okay so they're so, abusive towards you. Yes, but like okay. with the years, we we change as humans, and like now I can verbalize like this is bothering me, and like yeah. we stop doing it. Yeah, and it really are like I feel like right now we have like the best relationship that we. That's good. I'm happy yeah. to hear that. Yeah. So it's just like a lot of talking and like. A lot of talking. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But you know, it's like for me, like I I just feel like with talking, I repeat myself. All yeah. the time. I mean, those people are not, they're not going to listen to you. Yeah, I just, I feel like they're incapable of it. Like, my dad, yeah. I for sure gave up hope. A hundred percent. I gave up hope. Like, I saw him. I saw him in May. Did I tell you? I drove upstate to visit two, uh, three friends. Like, one at uh -huh. 10 a.m., the other at noon, the other at 3 p.m. And then as I was coming uh -huh. back down, I was passing my parents' house. So I, I left the exit. And then I got to their house. And I called my mom. And I was like, is it okay if I see you for a little bit? And she's like, yeah, come in. And my brother was actually living downstairs with his wife and his newborn oh. kid. And I didn't oh God, know that. A loser. <laughs> I did, well, I mean, they, I, it was because of the pandemic. I guess they moved in together. Yeah. And my, yeah. my mom was like, oh, my God, like, you know, I'm so happy you're here and blah, blah, blah. And my dad was like, oh, like, oh, OK, I'm, I'm glad you stopped by. Um, and, you know, like huh. he, he was trying. He was making an effort. But then I noticed like the moment i brought up i was like oh can i look at my old paintings in my room and they're like yeah it's not really your room anymore like you know dad uses it as his office but your paintings are in the back so i looked at some of my paintings and i was like i was like oh i want to sell some of these and my dad's like laughing and he's like what are you talking about and like hmm. you know he's like do you know this painter do you know this painter he's like you don't know them like they're they're amazing like how could you not know them i'm like i'm like i i gave up on you like i gave up hmm. on you you know, like we yeah, haven't spoken like in four years and this is like how you're going to talk to me. Like I gave up on you. I let go. I let go of any expectations and standards of you. Like this is how you are. Yeah. This is who you are. That's it. Yeah. But like, even though you, you come at terms with all the stuff, like words, like people, words still like, it's still like a way of like, uh, you know, it's like a little... I don't know, poop that yeah. hits in the head. And you're like, I don't want to even... It's annoying as fuck. 
Yeah. I don't want to be around any of that shit. I already yeah. have an, enough of that shit inside of me to harass me on a day-to-day basis. Which is but them. What do you, th- what do you think? What do you, yeah, what do you think it came from? Like, yeah, it, when came I was, from, like, studying, it came from them. When I started doing stand-up, every time that I went on stage, my head was like, you don't have anything funny to say. You're not funny. You're like, and I, I, it was not, I could hear my brother's voice. I was like, this is my brother talking. Yeah. Your fucking younger like, brother. Yeah. So like, it's funny, like one, in one time I went to the States and we were like all together and that was like a very shitty uh, meeting. I was like very in a low point and they were picking on me. I remember I, w- I was like, they were saying like, oh, that's stupid or whatever. So my sister went to the supermarket and I said to my brother, look, like you guys, especially you, every time that I tell something, you're like, that's stupid. So please check that out because it's really hurting me. Mm. And then it's funny because my sister came from the supermarket and I said something and she's like, that's stupid. And then my brother was like, oh no, we do it. <laughs> like we're really doing it. Yeah. And then and th- that was a realization that I, he could see what I was they talking about. It. Finally. Yeah. So it was like. They noticed it. But the yeah. thing is, right? Like they take notice and they accept what you're saying. They hear what you're saying and then they change their actions that's mm-hmm. like growth and that's communication that's trust building and that's all that good stuff but like my family never stopped even though i told them i was like can you please stop they don't stop like i've had an eating disorder all throughout high school like 17 18 even through college like 19 20 21 i was like anorexic i didn't eat a lot i used to like faint all the time and mm-hmm. all my life my parents kept saying like you need to lose weight you need to lose weight and then my brother kept saying you're fat you're fat you're a fat fuck you're a pig and in my mid-20s when i got that office job i did put on weight i put on like 30 pounds because i quit smoking cigarettes and that's gonna make you put on weight and i was also sitting at an office a very sedentary job and i was stressed out i was drinking a lot i put on and i was broke as fuck so i was eating a lot of pasta so i put on like 30 pounds <laughs> really fast and my brother, every time he's having, he's like, why are you so fucking fat? Like, you you used to look good, and now you're fat. I'm like, I'm not trying to look good oh for God. you, you sick fuck. Also, can you please stop saying that? And I told him this, right? He kept saying it. He was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it again. Does it again. Does it again. Even on this trip with my mom, she's like, oh, yeah, that's why you're so fat, because, you know. And I remember, okay. like, seeing her, like, take this moment, be like, oh, she's going to fucking flip out on me. Like, I saw, <laughs> I saw her processing what she had just said. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to say anything right now because she's already punishing herself, so it's fine. So I just let it go, <laughs> you know? But it's like, whenever anybody mentions anything about my weight or my looks, I get so angry. And I have mm. friends like that around me who, say, who have said things like that. They're usually Korean friends. And whenever they say that, I always tell them, I'm like, don't ever, don't ever fucking talk about my body. It's not yours, it's mine. Yeah, I was um, listening to this podcast about um, weight or whatever, and they were saying, like, usually people, this is the thing that people comment the most on, like, someone's body is the weight. Yeah. And it's so, like, accepted, like, that it's, and and when you receive this, you're like, this is fucked up. No one should comment on anyone's body or whatever. They don't understand my trauma with it. They don't understand my anorexia. They don't understand my eating disorder that I have to this day. They don't understand my complicated relationship to food. They don't get it. And it's fine. They don't have to. Just don't talk to me about it. It's like, don't talk to me about your idiocy around this stuff. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah I think 
when people say stuff, we have to say something back. Because I think in the past, like, it was like, mm, okay, and then <laughs> and now it's like, shut the fuck up. And then like, if people get this every time that they comment on someone's body, they will stop doing it. Like, I feel like no one wants to be jail like you know it's interesting it's interesting how like you know we stop saying the n-word we stop saying words like gay in a negative negative way but we still say oh you put on weight or oh you look good you lost weight it's like yeah those are judgments why don't they hear that yeah like being being skinny is not a healthy equation like it's not it means that you're like it doesn't equate to health yeah yeah and uh, I was like, I was on the gym day, not the other day, but like before Corona, I think. And like the the guy that does, the, he's such a fucking idiot. I hate him so much. Anyway, <laughs> he was like doing the course. And in some point I, and it happens this the other day with the, because I put like a, I'm concentrated, but it feels like I'm angry or like, I don't know, like just like very tense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this guy was like, smile. Well, I was like doing like fucking abs and I was like, and I said, like, no, I'm not going to smile. It's a sexist thing that you tell me to smile. And, and he's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, he was like that. And then after that, it was funny. He was like, everyone smile. Like, just like saying to every gender that was there. <laughs> including the men. Including the men. You smile too. Yeah. 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 It is a sexist thing, though. Because women get it yeah. the most. They're always like, smile. I'm like, I really don't feel like smiling. Like, how about I smile when I feel like it? Yeah, you know that comic that I hate. He said that to me. He was like, "He's like, you should smile more." I was like, "How about you don't tell me how the fuck to feel and how the fuck to react?" He's like, "Oh, you're 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 too much. Like you get so mad over this. I'm just trying to improve your mood." I was like, "My mood is not your responsibility." He's like, "No, I'm just I'm just trying to get you to feel in a better place." And this, I was like, "I agree with him." I was like, "It's not your responsibility to change my mood. It's not your responsibility. If you feel that responsibility, let it go. It's not it's not on your shoulders. All right." No, I take care of you. how I want to feel. They're just telling you. Is they're it, just telling me. Because that's what they want to see. They want to see me smiling at them. Oh my god. I wish I had your boner in my smile right now. <laughs> I wish your dick oh. was in my mouth right now. To keep my Grace, lips up. It feels weird when you smile. <laughs> put your dicks. I don't believe. Put your dicks in me. Hook them up. So they could smile um, all the time. I, I did have like a colleague that she told me to smile and sometimes I was like, don't fucking tell me what to do. <laughs> and she's like, hmm? Don't tell me what to do. That's funny. That's a hilarious response. Hey, why don't you smile? Hey, how about you don't tell me what to do? <laughs> don't tell me what to do. That's funnier. Don't tell me I what to do. That's funnier. I think after that I should do like a weird smile. Like, Yeah, that's what I was giving you just now. The one that scared you. <laughs> was it that? Oh my god, what's happening with my face? <laughs> I think I smoke a lot of weed before I talk to you. I think I'm like seeing things. Oh, you were high today? <laughs> well, I, um... Wait, wait, wait. Isn't it cute? I put in your little pipe. Oh yeah, you showed me that. It's a very cute pipe. Yeah, yeah I got some stuff like... Uh, I'm, I'm, you know Emma? Yeah, I love Emma. Yeah, she uh, she sent me a message like, Do you still want weed? And I was Aww. like, yes. And she's like, oh, because my boyfriend bought some and we got you extra for you. Oh, that's like, so sweet. Emma has a boyfriend now. Yeah, you don't know. Oh, he's uh, 
Brazilian, but like wow. with a Vietnamese immigration background. Oh my God, he sounds <laughs> really hot. <laughs> no, he's, he's very nerdy. Aww. He's like a nerd. He's like a nerdy Brazilian yeah, Vietnamese very, guy. Yeah, very shy. I mean, so like similar to me, Emma, like, they're like the same. <laughs> yeah, kind of. And she bought a house. She bought a flat in Berlin. Wow, you know, Good she bought her. a flat. She has a mortgage now, like wow. a she's adult. A, she's a true adult. <laughs> yes, and uh, she tried to quit her job, but she told me this very briefly. But she was like, "I quit my job, but that they offer me so much money more, like that I stayed." <laughs> that's <laughs> how. Yeah, yeah. That's how you that's justify how it. You do. Yeah. If they paid me a shit ton of money, I would work. But like none of the jobs yeah. I'm ever offered is like worth it. Guggenheim, no, like Guggenheim Museum wanted me to translate a book. And I was like, when do you need it? And they were like, by December. I was like, it's May. You want me to translate a book in like six months? Yeah. I was like, how much are you going to pay me? They're like, we'll pay you by the word. I was like, I'm not doing this job. No way. I'll do it if you pay me $15,000. But if you're not, I know you're not going to pay me $15,000. So fuck off. I'm tired of doing other people's work for them for such shitty money. Yeah. If you want me to well, do your work, word, pay me a lot of money. Word, how, how much is the by the word? It's like one, pit, one. It's like a few cents per word or something. Uh, but oh, it's like a, one book isn't even like. It's not worth it. Ultimately, yeah. it's not worth it. It's mm. not worth anything. The prestige of Guggenheim, not not really. I don't care. You know, <laughs> I don't care. Mm. How are you with your eating stuff right now, if I'm okay to ask? Um, yeah, that's okay to ask. Um, hmm. I'm, like, still struggling with it. Like, I went food shopping, like, twice this week. But, um, like, I, brought, I, I tend to lean towards the healthy stuff. But I did buy a bunch of snacks yesterday. Because hmm. when I was driving around, I was, like, actually really hungry. So I bought a bunch of snacks. <laughs> But the snacks are fun. I have a bunch of them on this table. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Ikea today and they had like such a good stuff, like for food. Yeah, I like Ikea for food. They have like the chocolates <laughs> and like they have the little lingonberry juice boxes. And, mm. yeah. and fucking, uh, when I went there with Marissa, I remember she went to the candy place and she was getting all the candy. <laughs> it was so fun watching her buy candy. I was like, I could watch you she's, get candy all day. It's like so interesting watching what she picks and how many of it she takes. Do you feel like Marisa? It's like she should be working at like Charlie's Chocolate Factory. <laughs> You're like, I'm sure she belongs in that kind of world. Yeah, she should be. <laughs> she yeah. um, yeah. So I hot. saw her. I saw her. Not too recent, not too long ago, actually, right before my trip with my mom, and she was really sweet. Mm. She was like, she's like, no, you th just know that you have all the tools. You can handle this. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> I like her so much. I like because she's like, you know, at some point, I think she was complaining about something and being like, I'm not. A so I, th I guess he was a guy, and and she was like, "I'm not anyone's therapist." And he was like, "But you are. <laughs> You're such a good therapist. <laughs> you always are like, yeah. holy, you could do this." <laughs> she's a she's a good cheerleader. That's what she is. Mm. She's a really yeah. good cheerleader. She's a very positive person. Like, yeah. she she doesn't really sit in the negative for very long. Yeah. And uh, like that to me makes her like an alien to me. Like she feels like an alien. She's very weird. Yeah. 
and yeah wait wait because she can be friends with like a, a, a um, like a wide expression of people why yeah a lot of different people yeah yeah but and so can like, you uh, so can you i think me you think? yeah I, and my therapist was coming on my friends i don't know or whatever i, I don't know how, how much i talk about all of my friends i think i talk about some yeah. of them but yeah she was like yeah you feel it feels like you choose like people that are in a alone that like alone or like i don't know then again like, a solitary kind of situation uh -huh. because that's maybe where you are and huh. i was like yeah i guess like m all my friends have this like sort of alone maybe kinda. independence would yeah. be the more positive way to spin that <laughs> because like I don't think of aloneness as negative. I think our society makes us feel mm. that way because it's a patriarchal society and everybody thinks that people should get married and have a nuclear family and produce more children, blah, blah, blah. I don't believe in any of that shit. I don't believe in marriage anymore. I don't believe in having children. I am all about radical independence. I want to see more examples of radically independent women without children and without a husband or without a wife to just be successful and happy and satisfied. Like, that's what I want to be. That's what I am. Mm. So I want to normalize that shit. Because, like, this whole, mm. like, notion of, like, nuclearized families, like, women getting married, that was all constructed in the 1950s for television after mm. World War II. Yeah. And it's like, we, we didn't get over that. We're still hung up on that. And I'm like, why? Mm. I'm like, have you, have you seen men? Have you seen them? And how awful they are? No. Why? Why are you telling me I need to do that? And I told my mom this time clearly. I was like, I was like, I stopped dating people after 2018, and I'm not interested in dating anybody anytime soon. And I was like, I, and I don't want to get married, and I don't want to have children. And she was like, Okay. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I have my uh, divorce hearing on August. Oh wow. Yes, and I have to pretend that I understand whatever it is that they're saying. <laughs> you have to pretend what? That I understand everywhere uh. in German, because I, I'm like, if not, if I don't understand it, which is going to be the case, because I don't, I didn't learn, I barely know the alphabet. Like, <laughs> like I just, and um, your German's good. Yeah, my German is good, but like, if they speak too fast, also like I didn't learn, um, how you say, law German. Like I didn't learn okay. that. They're going to speak super fast. Do you have fast, a lawyer? Are you going to go with your lawyer? Well, no, I don't have a lawyer. My ex has a lawyer. It's not a big, okay. it's not a big deal. This this thing, like I I, I will get a lawyer through his lawyer because they, we have to sign that we, because uh, so in order to do the divorce, in some point, they have to calculate how much we earn in the time we were married. So for pension reasons or okay. something like that, um, so we don't want that. So the divorce comes faster. So I, they don't want we don't want them to calculate anything. It's just like the. Also because I think it will be bad for me. I think I earn more money than him. Mm. So, um, so yeah. So we have to go this day to with our lawyers. I don't have a lawyer. I have like this fake lawyer or whatever. She's a lawyer, but whatever. And and we have to sign something. Say okay. yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. And uh, yes, I, and I was saying. And you'll finally be divorced. Yes, and I was saying I was saying to the Argentine guy because I talked to him yesterday. I was like, yeah, I have the court hearing. And I was like, I want to be divorced, and the next day, I want to get married. <laughs> and he's like, uh. <laughs> he was like, uh, okay. No, and you're like, me. to you, <laughs> I'm going to marry you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to have a baby. Uh, we're going to have lots of babies. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think our baby will be very cute, but he's a bit fat. Oh, uh, he's not fat. Yeah. I saw a photo of him. He's so. Uh, no, no, he's not fat. He's uh, fucked up. Like he has a, um, he was a premature baby. Oh. So he he has problem with his lungs because that's what happens. Oh. Okay. But he also plays saxophone, so I don't get. <laughs> Such a weird thing. And he was saying, like, when I, w- so I was with funny. him. <laughs> he, he has, like, fucked like, up lungs, but he plays saxophone, so I don't get it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you have fucked up lungs. You should not play the saxophone. That's the last thing you should play. You should play the drums, a violin, something without your breath. I don't know. And he, um, he, I was at his place, like, when I met him, and then at some point he had an inhaler, and he used it. And I, I, to be Grace, I never felt so horny in my life. I was like, that's so hot. Oh my God, <laughs> you're crazy. It's because he was, was vulnerable. Like, he was he looked weak. Like, you could pounce on it and eat him alive because you're a sick lion. You want to eat this gazelle. Like, you want this air? You want this air? You I want have? this air, huh? <laughs> you want all the air from my lungs into yours, your shitty lungs? Playing the saxophone, you little freak. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Oh, you're sick. Oh, poor guy. Should we wrap this up? Yeah, we should. I have to get some dinner. Yeah, we've been talking for two and a half hours. Wow. It's so nice catching up with you, Huli. Yeah, it's nice. If you ever need, like, to talk and you feel in a weird place, you just talk to me. Yes, which I do anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but just... If you're like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like, I don't know, I, I shouldn't bother my friends with some stuff. And I, and my therapist is like, no, you, sh- you should. <laughs> mm, okay. I'll, I'll try to take that in. Because I usually um, bother my friends anyway with my problems. And like, yeah, maybe it's not a bother. Maybe it's like... No, it's not a bother. It's a, way, a weird way to, to phrase it. It's not bothering. I appreciate you saying that to me. I will let it in. Thank you. Thanks for all your calm words. I'm doing it a little hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In Korea, they do this. They make a heart really? shape with their fingers. Oh.